Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise Yah, praise Yah. This is going to be a short power message right now. Just hit me hard with some more realities. We're going to... I really prayed about it this morning, whether I should talk about one of the next congregations, uh, or as Christianity calls churches, that are listed as the seven churches or congregations of Revelation 2 and 3. And we were talking about uh, the Jezebel yesterday, and I just can't move on to the next. In fact, we'll probably go further tomorrow uh, as far as identifying and connecting all of these different congregations back to good soil or bad soil. It's obvious that the Jezebel is bad soil. But we do have hope for those people that get caught up in that swell of false prophet dividing that congregation. And that's what she does. She comes in as a divisive spirit. <clears throat> that is what uh, Queen Jezebel did with King Ahab back in the, in the books of Kings we can find the story. And this spirit of uh, what she did and the entire way that she divided the kingdom and divided the people and turned people actually against Yahweh. And this is, this is the, the scariest thing. But the way that she does that is she wiggles her way into congregations in the modern day situation, as well as what was prophesied in what we find in Revelation, that same spirit that was on Queen Jezebel with King Ahab and the kings, this is what we see, unfortunately, in a lot of congregations to this day. And I spoke very openly about the fact that I've dealt with this spirit trying to come after me for many, many years trying to attack me for many, many years. And she can be very deceiving and very convincing. It's a, <clears throat> a spirit that will literally control your life. Okay. And I want to give you hope that you can break away from her negative influences. She does have what we would see as an extremely negative influence on a body of people. And you will have many people leave as a result of her presence within a congregation. And she's so deceitful in serving Satan this way that she'll get all the people to believe it was their fault that the people left, not her fault. And that's the spin, that's the twist, that's the deception that seems to be at the core of this unfortunate uh, situation that we find ourselves in as congregations and congregational leaders. So we have the scripture, and let's stand on that today <clears throat> real quickly. But I have a few things against you. This is Revelation 2.20. But I have a few things against you that you allow the woman Jezebel to teach. So that's the mistake. And you get deceived into doing that as a leader. And it really is 
opening up a big time can of worms. It seems so innocent at first, but it's a huge big time can of worms. So he has a problem against you that you've allowed the woman Jezebel to teach. She's saying herself to be a prophetess and to cause my servants to go astray. So that's really the division that I'm talking about is the servants of Yah end up going in all different directions because they don't know how to deal with the spirit because it's so deceitful. It's so tricky. It's so deceptive. Um, it, it just really, really uh, takes you for a loop. And, uh, and it says, and to commit fornication and to eat idol sacrifices. Now, that's the part that I think throws people. They don't quite understand what that means. Let me say that if you really know an underlying message, and I'll probably teach on this and put a series together on this, because it's very long. And uh, when I first heard it, it was like I knew when somebody did it in an organized fashion, and they preached for hours on it that day. It was on a, a Shabbat Shalom up in uh, uh, Cleveland, Wisconsin. And uh, they they laid out a really, really compelling uh, case and pulled so much scripture together. But pretty much what you need to understand is from the Bereshit to the Revelation, or from the beginning, which is what Bereshit means in Hebrew, uh, or we call it the Genesis. From Genesis to Revelation, we see a very clear pattern of Yah utilizing sex as a way of expressing what's going on. And there's a very good reason because he considers us his bride and Yeshua to be our husband. Okay. And what I say we, I mean we that would be considered his body. Okay, and and there's that whole, uh, again, kind of a, a proverbial or a mashal. Uh, it's, it's very much a moral lesson that's being taught as a threadbare core to everything in Scripture, that it always falls back on that relationship that started in the garden when he created us all the way through to the time that we have the marriage supper of the lamb uh we can see that man began committing adultery or fornicated both are used interchangeably quite often actually when we look at israel as a nation or when we can look at ourselves as becoming israel in the in the Yeshuic covenant or the new covenant, we, the followers of Yeshua, become the true Yisrael that had been divided by Jezebel, or as it would be, uh, uh, I guess the way to pronounce her is actually, uh, let's see here, where do I have that? Oh, I'm on the wrong one. Okay, let's go back to this one. It is actually uh, 
I think I just closed one out. Nope, here it is. Isabel. Isabel. Okay, so we say Jezebel. There's no J in Hebrew. So the name is really Isabel. Okay, not Yah. She's not a Yah kind of person here. She's a Ye kind of person here. Uh, she's a Yezebel. And, uh, you know, this spirit that we identify that's on this woman is a spirit that generationally went out into the people. And that's what we need to understand is we don't know in our family lineages and in this world how these spirits continue to get passed on, but specifically, right? But we know in generality, yeah, this is what's happening is these evil spirits continue to manifest themselves ongoing within the people. So we need to understand that she's going to mislead the servants. And the fact that this would be what we would call spiritual adultery, right, is interesting because she actually leads us into sexual immorality. And I have specific people that were recommitted to their virginization, right, so to speak. In other words, they got convicted that they were a whore before, that they slept around before, and they got convicted that I'm not going to do that anymore, right? So they went ahead and uh, decided, you know, I got to stop doing this. And I'm going to I'm going to repurify myself, reconsecrate myself, rededicate myself, resubmit myself. And that's a beautiful thing to do. So I had people like that actually within the congregation that had made that new commitment that, hey, I'm not I'm not living like this no more. And they were pure and they ran into people from their past who were sinners and they started ministering to them and uh, brought them out of that sexual immorality of the world and got them to rededicate themselves. And in that process of being brought into our congregation, purifying, you know, this is, this is a beautiful uh, situation going on. Yahweh is working this situation to completely teshuva or completely help these these young people change the direction of their life and stop in the sexual immorality that they were in. When the when these two young people were falling in love, so they thought. Uh, of course, I think there was a lot of evil spirits going on, so there was a lot more lust there than there was love. But I think in their hearts, they probably were desiring to be pure and to be right because they were doing a lot of things right. But this Jezebel spirit came from another woman who was jealous of that woman because she had her eyes on that guy in the congregation. And she was going to do everything that she could so that those two did not become a couple. Even lie to everyone and say she was okay with them having a relationship 
when everyone knew that she wasn't because she had already told them that she wasn't. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Either you are or you aren't. So she was struggling as a young woman because she was told by another false prophet with a Jezebel spirit on him that she was going to marry that guy. All right. And I, with the gift of discernment, never believed that prophecy was real. I confronted them. I told them. She, and she's like, well, he said it and he's a prophet. He's an apostle too. And, and she became very angry with me because I didn't agree with what that apostle said. And like I had kind of mentioned yesterday, both of their lives fell apart. Both of them went back to drinking and drugging. Both of them went back to a lot of sin in their lives, almost to their detriment of death. They were knocking right on death's door. Both of them were almost taken out. And in the process, they participated with that Jezebel spirit to destroy those other two that were trying to have a healthy relationship. It was so much back and forth, back and forth, and it whittled, whittled it way into the middle of our congregation until it became this huge drama. And now that that Jezebel spirit jumped on the other woman too, and she turned against the leadership. The guy, he, as a, a minister in training, he left our ministry because of all of it. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't even come to the to the leadership to the elders and confess his sin that we all knew was going on we had an elder board meeting and we said hey you know this minister we think is in sin we think that he's sleeping with a person one of our sheep here and this is really not cool and we were all praying and trying to have a breakthrough uh for them so that they would come and confess and and repent and, and, you know, maybe make it right with Yahweh. And who knows, they could have maybe made it as a couple, but the, it was too late because that evil spirit of Jezebel already infiltrated it and do, did exactly what Revelation says is going to happen. She misleads my servants into sexual immorality. That's exactly what happened. And then all of the different types of standards of Torah that we had set before them that they were starting to learn of and actually starting to participate in the obedience to the Torah, they went ahead and, and started violating and breaking the Torah in every way imaginable. And I would say that along with that, eating of food sacrificed to idols would be pretty clear that that's what we're talking about. You know, this, this woman Jezebel is kind of a code word for the woman that's in these churches that the people of Thyatira already knew. So this was a real type of woman that was a reflection of Queen Jezebel herself and looked so much like her in so many ways that it was just undeniable 
So when this when this vision came upon Yahukanan the Revelator or John the Revelator in Revelation, when he brought this forth, it wasn't something that was a surprise to anyone because they already knew of this. All right. And Yeshua did not call her by her actual name because she was likely some type of an important citizen of the Roman Empire. All right. So if he had used her actual name, then the, the authorities would have destroyed the book. So instead, Yeshua used a former wicked queen of Yisrael to describe the type of woman that was actually in the church because it's more addressing a spirit rather than addressing the actual, you know, uh, uh, name itself, all right, of that specific woman. So this has become kind of a doctrine that some people agree with, some people don't agree with, but I'm going to tell you by experience, it's as real as the fact that I'm, you know, talking into a computer and I'm talking into a phone and it's going out supernaturally into the airwaves of, you know, the World Wide Web and that everyone is able around the world right now in almost 70 countries, they're able to tune in and hear me live. That supernatural intensity of everything that is around us that is miraculous that Yahweh you know even our our very cell structure that we have cells and it's holding this this thing called a body together right and that we could even put a little patch on our body and have our cells restructured well that's as, as real as this spirit is and you don't realize things a lot of times until you actually come face to face with them. And that's unfortunate because people sit and listen and they only judge by their own perceptions what you're saying rather than opening their mind and trying to put themselves into someone else's shoes, trying to, to be uh, understanding, more understanding of that person. And this recent Jezebel that, that had just been attacking through a man so again, it doesn't have to be a woman. So please don't be offended, ladies. I'm not trying to, you know, get down on women about this. That spirit, even though it's labeled after this queen, it's more of a spirit that is to divide the people from the leaders in the congregation. I think that is ultimately, uh, if, if, if you can... If you can destroy a group of people that are meeting in the name of Yahweh, in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Ruach HaKodesh, if you're meeting for the right reasons with the right causes and you're coming together, that spirit is one of Satan's tools that he is going to slither on in like a snake into that or a serpent into that congregation and try to destroy it. And I think the bigger the threat to Satan's kingdom, the stronger he tries to attack. I believe that we are a huge threat. Sand and I have been told this when we came together. They, people said, rock was powerful before sand. 
but by adding sand to rock, this has made concrete because you need to mix the sand together to make a solid foundation. And us coming together is a powerful force. And there were all these prophecies that came upon us from prophets from all over of different things along our path. And people were recognizing where Yahweh was going to take us. And I, I believe what we're feeling right now, what we're sensing right now, the essence of presence that is in our life is unmistakable that this is what they were talking about. Because there's an authority that we walk in today that we never had before. And truly we have overcome. And truly the prophecy of us coming together and making the leadership of a congregation without second guessing each other or doubting each other or pulling in opposite directions, but both of us harnessing up right together side by side like two oxen that come together. One oxen might be able to move, you know, uh, seven tons of of stuff with a with a with a harness on his back. He might be able to move seven tons, and you would think when you hook up an equal strong oxen next to that oxen that it would move another seven thousand. So now you'd have fourteen thousand. But my understanding of the reality of two coming together when they first come together it like doubles that so instead of it being 14,000 it's like 28,000 tons that they can pull but when you train them and you coach them and you teach them how to really work together which is exactly what this type of teaching in transformed recovery all right get your butt in here hey I'll darn it. Hey. Abraham. Sam, there's another delivery guy here. We got delivery guys coming. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of stuff getting delivered today, and he is not liking these drivers uh, walking up our driveway with monitors and keyboards and all kinds of stuff being delivered so we got a good guard dog i'll tell you that i don't think too many delivery yep here he is it's a, it's a delivery guy they gotta hand it through the fence because he's he's got them pretty scared <laughs> yeah can you close the door please that would be a little bit of help anyway uh so much for this recording being uh, perfect without editing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and if he's not in the front, then he's over on the side and he's barking over on the side of the house to want to come into the front. So, um, but yeah, you know, the reality of it is, is that you put those two oxen together and you train them, right? Study to show yourself approved. How can we hear without a teacher? How can uh, 
A man of many counselors is wise in his ways. If we're not taking the training that Yahweh uh, lays out for us, then we're going to be stuck at 28,000 tons. But my understanding is that you put the two together and you start working them together, and it not only goes from 28,000, but now that doubles again, and you can be well over 50,000 tons when you got a team working together. That's the miracle of teamwork. This is what wins Super Bowls. This is what wins NBA championships. This is what wins the Olympics gold medals. You have to have a team working perfectly together to become the best. I believe Sand and I are coming to that place that we're finally walking into more of a perfection instead of living in our defects individually and then fighting each other, which you can't, you can't make a big impact with that. So we've struggled, and that's when it seemed like Jezebel attacked the hardest. That's my point, is that when you're at your weakest points, Jezebel thinks that she's got her way in and that she can do what she wants with you. And she is going to try that to the best of her ability to go ahead and sneak her way in. And if she can, and she has, divide the husband from the wife in a leadership team of a ministry, she's going to do that. Now, Interestingly enough, not only the one main individual that has been kind of the most persistent Jezebel that's been on and off for almost a decade in and out of our ministry, and we've really kind of figured out this is what this person's purpose in life has been, doesn't mean she can't get delivered from that. And that's why we've always let her back in because we've kind of always known she's got these evil spirits that kind of go with her everywhere she goes. And she's so manipulative that she can blame everybody else and blame it on them that it's their fault. But one of the ways that she is very sneaky, and even this last time coming into our congregation, she didn't want to have a relationship with me. She was angry at me and was saying all kinds of nasty things about me because I came against the sin that she had going on and she did not want to be confronted of her sin. So then she tried to make up all these kinds of supposed spirits that I had, which was like insane. Like, are you kidding me? I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. I'm in the best place I've ever been. I've never been more in tune with Yahweh, Yeshua, uh, the Ruach HaKodesh. My understanding of the word is like opened up. Uh, like I've never seen the scriptures this way before. It's a whole new level. I've never been here before, but you're going to tell me that I got something that you thought I had all the way back, like almost a decade ago, when you're the one that keeps going back to drugs, you're the one that keeps going back to drinking. You're the one that keeps sleeping around with more people. You're the one that keeps having babies out of wedlock. You know, you got all these different things going on, but you're going to talk to me that I've got a bad spirit. Like somehow you have this discernment that's above all of these other elders that seem to want to associate with me and have fellowship with me and be a part of a Galal Talmudim or a committed group of disciples that we all 
worship together. We praise together. We love on Yahweh together. We love on each other. We love our neighbors as ourselves. We're, we're really trying to live this and do this right. And she continues to slither in. And her last attempt was, I'll make friends with San, my wife, right? I'll make friends with San, and, but I won't make friends with, with Rock. And I'll get on the good side of San and, and somehow be able to slither in with another division. But this time, as she did that, we were well aware of what was going on. So our eyes were both wide open to the possibilities and the specific intent of what she could potentially do. And honestly, we prayed it on through, we fasted it on through, we worked it on through, and we were not going to fall into that situation. Remember, we're a product of the people that influence us. And everyone in some way or another is going to get influenced, okay? You, you are like the people you associate with. So people can, you know, make an impact on your life for the good or they can make an impact for the bad. But, you know, Solomon says not to be friends with a hot-tempered man. And this is where that division would come in because she would try to get me so upset that I would fall back, that I would backslide into my anger that used to turn to rage. You know, I had a lot, a lot of pent-up things from my childhood. It was connected to strongholds. Why? Because there was a lot of abuse and I was very hurt as a child. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, sexually. I had all the abuses going on as a little kid. Even And then it led to, of course, the next abuse was drug abuse, right? Alcohol abuse. So I had all this massive abuses. But what was the root of it? The root of it was pain. So my anger, when that pain would start again, my anger would start to rise up.
Come on. 